0: Welcome to another edition of Sportball. It's your boy, Sam. You know me. You know them. The NBA is back, baby. Special edition. NBA back, baby.
1: Soon. But first, golf Soon. is back. We live. And, uh,
0: here with me, as you may have already heard, are my friends Seth and Kyle. Boys, how we doing?
1: Greetings. Hello. The fact that we're called Sportball and we're excluding the sport with the smallest ball <laughs> is really upsetting to me. I never really thought about it.
0: Is that the sport of the smallest ball? What about ping pong?
1: Marbles. Wow. <laughs> have you ever watched marble racing? See? I assume have you, you have. <laughs> oh, my. Yo, it is a riveting. They make some crazy courses, and I can't even explain it. We should really just watch it sometime. We'll just stream have it you, together.
0: You've gambled on marble racing, haven't you?
1: In college, yeah, we would.
2: <laughs>
0: yes, of course. Everyone <laughs> gambles on marble <laughs> racing at <in> college.
1: <laughs> I would it sooner. Was,
2: it do a podcast episode about marble racing then I would about golf for
1: sure all the, yeah. all the uh, marbles are sponsored it's wild hmm. I think like NBC or not NBC some TV channel just picked up like the huge YouTube marble racing channel and they're going to be putting it on TV anyways Dang. so if you need a marble racing tout I'm your guy Lovely.
0: I was just thinking this morning when I woke up. That's actually the first thing I thought. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so before we discuss the, the return of the NBA and the end of uh, season awards for the NBA, since there's only going to be a few more regular season games, uh, I feel like we would be remiss if we did not discuss what's going on in the world right now. Um, as we know, thousands of people are protesting across the country and in other countries. Um, for the murder of George Floyd and to put an end to police brutality of unarmed black folks. Um, some of the protests that me and Seth attended as well. And it was, it was good to see um, so many people protesting peacefully together. I just wanted to unequivocally say that black lives matter and that uh, we support the movement. Um, and, you know, although we're, we're not really your source for uh for that topic you know we'll be discussing the NBA today but I did want to touch on it and just kind of give our thoughts on what's going on
2: yeah to add on to that I would say there's plenty of other podcasts and other news media articles social media timelines that you can follow for um for resources for critique um of systems of oppression racism police violence you know there's all sorts of other people you can you can look to and if people are looking wondering where to find information like feel free to reach out to us or look on our social media we've shared some things recently For sure. um <clears throat> so i mean that's not really the focus of our podcast obviously and we're hoping to bring some joy reprieve distraction to people but like you said, Sam, because it's such a big part of what's happening in the world, I think it's good to acknowledge that. And um, and also just, I hope that everyone listening can do whatever they feel like is within their power um, to, you know, do the best to be anti-racist, to... Mm-hmm recognize our own privileges, see how we can use them for good to um, dismantle systems of oppression and learn. Sam and I are both gonna do a online course about a uh, history of mm-hmm. racism in the United States that's free. So I think it's time to like educate ourselves and
1: uh, just like learn so you can do better. Yeah. <clears throat> Kyle, anything to add? I agree with everything that you guys have said, you know, we just got to do better as, as a country and understanding that everyone's equal and, you know, it's something that we've acted like has been the case for years when in reality it hasn't been. And I think that's one of the great things that's happening now is there's actually action being put into it. And, you know, obviously the news highlights the bad stuff that's going on with it, but we have to realize that there's a whole lot more good that's coming out of this than, you know, a small select group, you know, in each state or each city, whatever, that's destroying stuff. So I think we just got to – we have to hold each other accountable. We have to do better better altogether. It's not just one person. It's everyone.
0: For sure. Yeah, like Seth was saying, you know Ever can help in their small ways it um, <clears throat> doesn't mean you have to be on the front lines of protest, but you know you know donate if you can, share resources on social media um, educate yourself read read things watch things um, have difficult conversations with family and friends and that's you know do what we all just can do what we can do uh, to keep the movement going so.
1: Yep. <clears throat> Now,
0: let's take you away and distract you with some talk of the return of everyone's favorite sport with a ball, the NBA National
2: (laughs) Beeswax
0: Association. (laughs) (laughs) So I have a lot of notes for this because I wanted to make it clear to our listeners what the format was going forward here, and there's a lot of details we need to hash out and discuss for our five listeners that are waiting with bated breath to learn about their return to the NBA. Uh, Looking at you, Matt. So the NBA is going to return July 30th, it seems like, as as of today. They originally said 31st, but they are targeting 30th now, as if that really matters. Um, The plan is to play at Disney World, at the Wide World of Sports Complex, which has, I think, three courts already. For the Um, summer leagues played in Florida? Yeah. 22 teams will be there, which includes the 16 playoff teams, and uh, as well as the Blazers, Pelicans, Kings, and Spurs in the West, and the Wizards in the East, uh, which is every team basically within six games of the playoffs. So, what's going to happen is there's going to be eight seeding games.
2: Okay, where. uh, Are you missing one? Or did I count wrong?
0: Oh, you're right. I'm missing one. Sorry. I forgot the Suns in the West
2: because yeah, they have such the- a
0: clear path to playoffs. That's why I, I <laughs> forgot them. Uh, so basically they're going to play eight seeding games um, to give the people, to give the teams that are within six games, the eight seed a chance to catch up and to, it will also affect seeding one through one through seven as well. They can re-jockey positions there. Um, if after those eight games, the ninth seed, is within four games of the eighth seed, then there's going to be a play-in. So the play-in would be the eighth seed only has to win once to move on, and the ninth seed has to win twice. So if the eighth seed wins one game, it's over. They keep the eighth seed. If the ninth seed wins a game, then they play again. And if the ninth seed can win two games in a row, they grab the eighth seed and move on to the playoffs. So it's a small play-in, maybe not – the big play in tournament we all had hoped for, but it's something at least. Um, Now let's talk about (sighs) several other (laughs) aspects of this. This is very complicated, you know. Uh, The lottery, people have wondered, well, how is this going to affect the NBA draft lottery? So basically you can't really tank to move past a team that's not playing. So for instance, the Wizards, if they go 0-8, can't move past Charlotte and Chicago to get a better lottery position are stuck in that position. However, if the Wizards were to make the playoffs, let's say, they're out of the lottery now, and whoever's place they take, the Magic or the Nets, would now be in the lottery. So basically, it's normal, except you can't really tank for a better lottery position if you're one of the teams invited.
2: And it does impact, like, Phoenix, Phoenix. let's say Phoenix and San Antonio don't make it in the top eight however well they do during these six games, would impact their lottery odds relative to each other, right?
0: Right. Yeah. Oh, also, what I was going to say about trades is there's a trade <laughs> – the Grizzlies pick, Seth, should be of consequence yes. to you as a Celtics fan. Can you explain yeah. to the listeners what's going on with that?
2: Right. So, if I'm correct, um, it's protected this year, like top eight – or top six or something and then if not if it's not in the top six um then it rolls over to next year or if it is in the top six what is it do you know the number because six can't be right but whatever it is protected by if it's within there then it rolls over to next year otherwise the Celtics get the pick so maybe it's just lottery protected because there's something – I was listening to this on the podcast and I can't remember what the numbers were. I think it but is six
0: or something like that. But basically, if they don't – They would
2: never get – I guess it is possible that they could get it in the top six if they right. um, make it into the lottery. But
0: Right. For reference, the Grizzlies are in eighth right now. So, there's a chance that they could miss the playoffs um, if the ninth seed or if they, if they slip by the eighth seed or if they lose the play-in tournament. Um, and then the Celtics could get their pick this year. If they don't, then it rolls over next year and is unprotected. So you guys would almost prefer prefer that probably.
2: We definitely prefer it to be rolled over um, because I feel like the Grizzlies uh, outperformed expectations this year. Now you could argue that they have a lot of young players, so they're only going to be better next year, which is possible. But I still feel like with the upside that they could be lower. Um, I'd rather have it rolled over.
0: Yeah, and the yeah, west it is to top, the
2: top six. Okay, cool. So, so um, it would it would be very unlikely because I mean, best case for the Celtics, they'd probably have like the Grizzlies would be you know the twelfth highest lottery odds or something. Mm-hmm.
0: But they still could. The I mean, six. the odds are flatter right now.
2: Right, they're flatter, so it's possible.
0: Um. So then, so the schedule basically looked like you have those eight playing games and then you have the normal playoffs as we know them with seven game series Um, and game seven of the NBA finals would occur no later than October 12th. And then um, I think the next season they're hoping to start early December if possible.
1: December 1st is the first date they've stated, but they've also said that that's still flexible.
0: Yeah. And I personally um,
1: would be all for, A uh, Christmas Eve start. Yeah. What a way to start the NBA season. A present to us all. (laughs) The greatest (laughs) gift of all.
0: Yeah. And um, it looks like, it sounds like teams are going to start holding individual workouts or they already have started and then they're going to start a training camp the end of June. And then they all have to basically fly to Orlando July 7th and everyone has to quarantine for two weeks there and then they start everything off, basically. So it's going to be a long process, and a lot could fall apart from now until then. Um, My question
2: just, with the scheduling part is, like, if, say, we start the next season in December, mm-hmm. COVID-wise, is anything really going to be different between now and December? It's a good point. I mean, Maybe they would it's be allowed possible to. possible we'd have a vaccine, but Maybe, probably yeah. unlikely. So... Are we going to do a whole season in a bubble, <laughs> or we're just going to like forge ahead because we're tired of quarantine and maybe like we'll have flattened the curve enough by then? But
0: no, I think I, it's most likely that they that they play just without fans because travel is already allowed in Phase Three, right? So they can still yeah, travel to other arenas. But I don't even think that, that they play team. without
1: fans. I think they still allow fans. Like, what was it? I want to say maybe is a. Um, some soccer league. I can't think of which one. Um, or actually it's either the Korean baseball league or the Chinese baseball league. They have a plan for phases to allow um, fans in the stands. It essentially starts mm. with the first phase of being like every other row. And then every like five seats or something, they're going to allow fans to sit in those seats. And the next phase Uh, it just shrinks the amount of seats between them. The next phase after that is like not rows in between and stuff like that. So Mm. there's going to be, I think, at least in place in some sports league, whether it's overseas or here there, I think there's already going to be a way for the NBA to have an outline kind of, of what they could do to have fans. So I don't think that we see next season, you know, even start without fans. That's
0: just me and then you would have like no concessions. Would you have public bathrooms open? Probably have I mean, you to. would have to. Everyone's wearing a mask, or at least when they're. I would on assume MC. so. Yeah. We don't know
1: what's going to happen, right? In seven months, six months. Right. So yeah, yeah.
0: And that—that's the big thing for next year is that, and also like what the what the salary cap is going to look like because who knows how much money they're going to lose um, yeah, they're not having fans. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that. And how like players' salaries are are set and everything and free agency—it's just all up in the air right now.
1: Definitely. One thing that's interesting to me with all of uh, the NBA coming back is they're not, no teams are forcing or the league is forcing players to play. Mm-hmm. It's up to them if they want to even come back to go go to Florida and play. The only thing that they would lose out on is a percentage of their salary. Right. Yeah, they don't get. So they I think Willards Lillard's trouble. actually already said that. He's not gonna play. I really? I thought
0: he only said he wasn't gonna play if the games don't matter. So that's why they did this format for him, basically, mm. or for like maybe that, that did happen. Yeah. Last well, I saw, was have... he was
1: saying, he didn't want to play. But yeah. Yeah. I know Carmelo was thinking about not coming back.
0: It'd be interesting to see if any players actually don't show up. I would be surprised if the number's high. They did the. It's funny because the NBA did. They did say today that they would allow allow. Um, teams to add players if players didn't want to come and also add replacement players if someone has coronavirus on their team Mm
1: -hmm. because
0: actually i didn't explain this yet but health-wise what they're planning on doing is testing everyone every day um and then if someone does get coronavirus the, the everything keeps going but that player isolates for two weeks um which begs the question what if someone like lebron james or Giannis? Is quarantined for two weeks. It would be like them spraying their ankle or something in the playoffs, which, you know, doesn't yeah. happen that often. But it's going to be, a, a, I feel like, a lot more risky this time. And I feel like if that happens, people are just aren't going to count. They're going to put an asterisk next to the champion if, if a major player comes down with coronavirus.
1: There's going to be an asterisk next to the champion, no matter what, I'm pretty sure. In, in the people's mind, I don't think it's going to, you know, yeah. NBA is not going to put one, like, down but everyone in the world is going to be like, oh, that doesn't count, you know? Especially especially if LeBron wins it, or especially if, like, Giannis wins, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, so what? LeBron won. It was a shortened season. It's like, so what? I mean, in my mind, unless a
0: major player gets coronavirus, it's pretty much the same thing. I mean, sure, there's no home court advantage, but the playoff, they did a good job Mm -hmm. keeping the playoff format the same to try to avoid that asterisk, right? And... Yep. If anything, it might be more impressive if you win it <laughs> this year with everything that's going on, you know? Right. Also, it must be mentioned that since you can add a replacement player, even if LeBron James goes down, you could still pick up Nick Young and be fine.
1: <laughs> Nick Young. Uh, <laughs> what about what about the Lakers trying to bring back Boogie? Yeah, I was thinking about that
0: because they released him. Can a team pick them up as a replacement player?
1: Yeah. Wow. I don't see why not, yeah.
0: Probably wouldn't make that much of a difference, honestly. No, it
1: wouldn't.
0: But it would be that would probably be your. You first think choice Dwight Howard's better player. than Boogie?
1: Then again, Dwight was playing good this year, but I, I don't mean, think he's better better than Boogie.
0: Well, why would they release Boogie if Dwight Howard's better, not better than him?
1: Well, didn't Boogie get a second injury that they didn't think was going to be worth it?
0: Yeah, I think that was part of it, and probably I guess Dwight just fits better. He doesn't have to take any shots, you know.
1: I'd rather have my backup center being. Boogie over Dwight. Dwight's like thirty eight years old at this point, isn't he? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> I mean,
0: I feel like Boogie's just done, man. It's tough.
2: Yeah, I think Dwight is better for their offense. I mean they're not looking for like offensive production. They're just looking for rim running and shot blocker.
0: I can't wait till someone chooses Steph Curry as a replacement player. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not allowed.
2: Can you imagine though? (laughs) If you could just pick players from anyone who's not in the playoffs.
0: Yeah. That'd be great. So, uh, I don't know. What do you guys think about the, the, um, well, there's a lot to discuss here. Maybe let's start with, what do you guys think about the format? Do you think 22 teams is the right number?
2: Well, I'm all right with it. I mean, is going to work to bring basketball back is, is good for me. I think there were other formats that have been proposed that would have probably been more exciting, like the World Cup group format. Um, I think it's ludicrous that Phoenix is in. There's no chance in hell they'll make it in playoffs, so that seems silly. So I think yeah. they could have done 20 teams or 18 teams probably, but um it's all about money and more games the more money the nba and advertisers and everything is gonna make so i get that um but yeah overall i mean i'm just excited to have basketball back i think it's mostly fair um giving teams like rewarding teams who did well in the regular season while still giving people some kind of chance to make it in if they weren't quite there yet um and I, I like the opportunity for a play in. I feel like that's pretty likely to happen in the Western Conference, which would be really exciting between the eight and nine seed.
0: Yeah. Just quickly interject here. I uh Kevin Pelton had a piece on ESPN where he had some statistics for what's likely to happen in the in this um these seeding games. Uh so he ran five hundred simulations. Like you said, Seth, there's a very low chance of the Suns uh getting even the ninth seed to get in a play in. To even get the ninth seed only happened one time in 500 simulations. <laughs> and um, according to him, there's only a 10% chance of a play in in the east. Uh, but there's a 75% chance of a play in the west. So that's very enticing.
2: Um, and I think that was... Wait, no, I'm sorry. There's a
0: 90% chance of a play in the west. Or, mm. yeah, 90% chance of a play in the west and it's 75% that the Grizzlies are the eighth seed. Hmm. So we're basically getting a play-in in the West, which is nice.
2: And they haven't released the schedule yet, right? Because so that they're whole do thing the, was was speculated yeah. schedule.
0: What they're going to do for the schedule is they're going to use what the team's actual schedule is, remove the games of, player, of teams that aren't in Orlando, right. and then just play through the schedule. And they have to add, like, two or three games. I think it was, like, Lakers, Blazers, Blazers, Lakers, <laughs> that's the same team. I think they have to add two Blazers Lakers and one Blazers okay. or something, but Did then it all works
2: out. Cause that's what they were talking about on Zach Lowe's podcast. Yeah. But is that officially what they said or was that speculation that that's probably what they'll do?
0: I believe their official statement is they're using the rest of the schedule as a basis. No one knows exactly team. what they're going to do, but that's okay. really the only thing they can do. So, right. um, and it's interesting because I think that's what they have to do because it kind of keeps the strength of schedule similar. You know, everyone's strength of schedule goes up because they are playing only the good teams, but it goes up relatively. So, um, you know, the biggest storyline is that the the Grizzlies have a really hard schedule and the Pelicans have a really easy one, which is why everyone assumed that the Pelicans were going to nab that eighth seed anyway. And that's still the case, you know, even with this different schedule. So I think you said that the Pelicans get um, – get the ninth seed or the, yeah, they get the ninth seed 37% of the time. So they're still the most likely out of any of the other teams to get to that ninth seed, basically. So it should basically, it was as fair as possible. I think, Yeah, you know, it was never going to be perfectly fair. The one wrinkle actually is that the, um, the seeds are based on winning percentage and not everyone's going to play an equal amount of games which is interesting because the um, basically it matters mostly in the West because the Blazers have played two more games than the Kings than the Pelicans. So even if they're tied in record, which they are now, Blazers right? Are even, even if they're both eight games under 500, which they are now, the Blazers have a better winning percentage because they play more games. So basically the Pelicans and the Kings have to win one more game than the Blazers. They can't stay even with them right. in order to move up the rankings. So that's gonna be interesting. And the Spurs are three games behind the Blazers, and they just announced that Lamarcus Aldridge is out for the rest of the season. So,
2: yeah, I think the Spurs rip. playoff streak is coming to an end. Sadly, the Spurs.
0: Twenty-two years, twenty-two year playoff streak, and it
1: ends. This that's in what they get for signing Demar Derozan. Yeah, honestly. what did they think was gonna happen? Good My firstborn son.
0: What do you guys think about the the hell side of it? Um, do you think quarantining the one player that gets coronavirus is gonna is gonna do it? Do you think that they have a number in mind for like how many players per team or total players getting the virus would shut everything down? What do you what do you think about that, Kyle? I mean,
1: they have to have a contingency plan, right? If something like that happens, I I still think there's so much stuff that we don't know about the coronavirus to actually have a true 100% solid plan anyways. Like, the CDC has been wrong about so much stuff with this. Like, just the other day, they decided to say that they don't think that – or they think that if you're asymptomatic, you can't transmit the coronavirus to someone else. Mm -hmm. But I'm pretty sure we have other science that says that's not the case. So, obviously, people are going to listen to the CDC, too, and – so I get oh, there's a lot of stuff up in the air, but you know, there's I think the way the NBA is going about it is one of the best ways that we can, and I think we're pretty lucky to have you know a dedicated place, a, a dedicated bubble essentially that the players are going to be able to stay in and you know not have to worry about like I I don't know how. I don't watch hockey preseason, so I don't know if it's like the same way where there's only like two cities or three cities. But I don't like hockey's coming back soon too, and I don't I don't know if they're all gonna be in like the same same city or not. I haven't read too much about that.
2: Yeah, I don't know either on hockey. But I think as far um, as health, I mean in order to, like, if we're going to have basketball again, I think this seems like a good plan. Um, and they'll have, like, daily testing and everything. So, I don't know. I, sometimes I think, like, wow, this could really be a disaster. And, it'll, like, we're going to have multiple players on multiple teams get positive COVID test results, and it's going to be, like, a fiasco. And then part of me thinks, like, you know what? With all those precautions, it's probably not that likely, and we might make the whole playoffs without anyone testing positive. Um, Yeah,
0: I I really don't know how it's going to go.
2: So, I mean, it hasn't happened yet, so it's hard to predict.
0: Exactly. That's what we always say. That's why we're such a good sports podcast. Yep. (laughs) And it's like there's always going to be some risk, right? I mean, if they wanted to do the least risk possible, they would have just gone straight to the playoffs if they wanted to do the least risk possible, they should have just not brought basketball back. Um, but obviously there's going to be some kind of risk. And I, I trust them to be as careful as they possibly can. I think they said next week that they're unveiling, or maybe it's this week, their actual health plan. So maybe we'll learn more then. Mm-hmm. I'd be interested to see like what the, what the plan is for the older coaches. Cause we have a lot of coaches over 60. Um, I think they would be the ones I'd be the most concerned about, you know, I mean, we got, we got Pop. We got who else? D'Antoni. All those were over sixty. So, I mean, if a player gets it, chances are he's going to be fine. They're right. peak mm-hmm. physical condition. So, right? <laughs> yeah. What else, you guys? Uh, excited to see with this with this NBA comeback.
2: For me, um, I mean, it'll all be about who's going to make it in the West. You've got the Spurs playoff streak, 22 years. You've got J.J. Redick's personal playoff streak, he made the playoffs every year of his career mm. on the Pels. Um, you've got Will Zion be in the playoffs? Zion LeBron matchup, 1 8 would be exciting. I'm also partial to Dame. So I'd love to see the the Blazers make it in the playoffs, which considering the win percentage thing that you mentioned earlier, plus they're expecting both Yusuf Nurkic and Nick Collins, Mm -hmm. Zach Collins to come back. right? So that could be a boost. I mean, I would imagine they'll be very rusty, but everyone will be. So maybe Mm -hmm. that'll be mitigated a bit. Yeah. Um, So, I'm kind of pulling for the Blazers um, to sneak in. And I bet obviously the Pelicans would be very exciting as well. Um, And yeah, just hoping that Memphis gets knocked out and that maybe possibly they get top six of the lottery.
0: (laughs) What do you think, Kyle? What are you most excited to see?
2: A skinny big
1: honey.
0: Oh, my God. I don't know why we didn't lead with this. It appears that Jokic lost, like, 100 pounds.
2: (laughs) I am (laughs) at least very skeptical. Like, could that have been Photoshopped? I mean, the video No, I saw
0: saw the whole video of him just, like, hanging out. And he is, like, really, really skinny. And I had heard a rumor a couple weeks ago. One of the coaches or trainers was like, you know, like, Jokic actually kind of has abs now. I was like, okay, (laughs) that's just one of those things they say. But, I mean... You know, I was looking at the comments, and they said, you all ain't ready for Handsome Honey. <laughs> I've been saying that
1: his whole career. So, yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, you know, I miss, miss the big honey ball movement bonanza. <laughs> it's been months, and it seems like years since I've seen that. Um,
0: God, it feels like so long.
1: You know, I'm really interested to see – what happens with the Lakers because obviously we all, I think thought they were at least going to go to the Western conference finals. I know I at least had them going to the finals. Yeah. And what is this, you know, the one thing LeBron's getting up there in age, right? Like it hasn't looked this season that it's hampered him at all. It hasn't looked like it's hampered him at all. His whole his entire career, but now he has an additional three months to take off and just, rehab and work on his body before getting back into the actual playoffs. Now, I think that's going to sure. be huge.
0: Yeah. I'm so excited, man. There's going to be like, they said like five to six games per day in the, in the oh. seeding rounds. Yeah. At I'm not going to get any work done. The, yeah. And at least a couple during the day during the playoffs. Yeah. Me and Kyle aren't getting any work done.
1: I already Maybe have the we'll TV I, set up in my job. So <laughs> I already have the TV set up in my office to watch golf this week and the coming See? weeks.
0: I'm already set. I'm just going to write a note to my boss and be like, I'm out. <laughs> <NBA playoffs. laughs> I'm excited. Um, the seeding in the West is going to be interesting, too, because the Mavs are the seventh seed right now. But they're better than the seventh seed, it feels like. They're like, what, I think they wrote it down sixth in the overall rating uh, in the NBA, so that puts them on par with, like, the Clippers. Um, so to get out of that seventh seed would be huge because then they don't have to play the Clippers first round. Um, so I would be interested with that because I want my boy Luca to do well, you know. Same to be true with the Rockets, too. The Rockets could certainly improve their seeding. They're at six right now. Um, so maybe they could move up a few spots. But uh, either way, we're going to get Utah or yeah. Houston like we do every year.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, and Utah's <laughs> going to lose. Yeah. Because Houston's just far superior.
0: Exactly. Even if they well, reseeded one through 16, Houston would still play Utah. <laughs>
1: Well,
2: plus Utah, uh, Boyan Bogdanovich is out. So That's true. They're That's really huge.
0: They're oh, ba- that basically ruined them, I feel like. He's like their yeah.
2: best, best player besides
0: Donnie. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say a, more ro- a couple of roster notes is that he's out. KD and Kyrie have said that they're not coming back for the Nets, so we can all stop getting excited about that.
1: Who was um, getting excited?
0: No one, really. Well, we thought we might bet on it when it was like 300-1 to 1 for them <laughs> to win the championship. Uh LaMarcus Aldridge is out for the Spurs. So that probably means they're done because all they have to put on their back now is DeMarco Rosen and his corpse. Ben Simmons is going to be back for the Sixers, which is big, because he was probably going to miss maybe even the mm-hmm. first round of the playoffs. Yeah. Um And that's going to be another interesting seeding, Seth, because right now the Sixers are slotted to play the Celtics in the first round, and that just really doesn't even feel like a first-round matchup.
2: Who? The Sixers yeah. and the Celtics. Oh. Yeah, That would not be ideal, but – I'd be Believe. all for it.
0: I'd like that matchup to happen eventually, but let's wait till the second round at least. No.
1: Yeah. Give me all the action in <laughs> the first round. I don't want either of those teams to lose in the first round. I want to keep watching them. You're going to get to watch at least one of them. And then the next matchup is going to be just as good, most likely. You get all good no, matchups in the first round. No, then I'll get to the like the Pacers or some bullshit. Watch I'd rather, they I'd rather one of those with a better record than the Bulls the this year.
0: How dare you bring that up? <laughs> That's the other question. Are we gonna do What are we going to do with all our playoff bets, Kyle? Pull
1: well, them up right now. I don't even know what we had. I don't
0: even remember what we did.
1: I do have a note in my phone that says, I sleep like I drive my car. What do you think that means? <laughs> <laughs> I I sleep like I'm what does that my mean? Car. I don't know. Why did I write that? It's the only thing, too. It's the only thing in the note. Well, what else do you need once you have that first statement? So, Sam, you and I have a bet on the Pelicans making or missing the playoffs. I think that one we could still do. Yeah, sure. Okay. Wait, who? what do I have? You have the Pelicans missing. Okay, good. So I don't really want to for that, though. I want to see Zion in the playoffs. Yeah, that's okay. Um, I think we can do this one. Warriors... You and Seth said they would finish fifth seed or better. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> out of that I said seventh seed or worse. If they finished the sixth seed, it was a push. Oh, good. Because they
0: finished the 15th seed. So. We had that I'm, glad, I'm glad we put the sixth seed push in there.
2: Uh, <laughs>
0: Remember okay. we haggled over that for like 20 minutes? And what well, do you know?
1: Stogie's always right.
2: I mean – Steph Curry missed practically the whole year, right. so you can't play small. Hey,
1: part variance, baby! Of course,
0: <laughs> of course. When we bring up the Portland bet, <laughs> where I said that Portland was going to make the playoffs, and then you say, "Well, there are injuries."
1: <laughs> variance. It's variance.
0: Variance both uh, ways, baby. <laughs>
1: uh, the Pacers finished with a better record than the Bulls. Uh, I still happens. Me and Seth had the Pacers. Win having the better record. You said the Bulls would have a better record. Well, come on now,
0: the Bulls weren't invited to Orlando. Maybe. Yeah, they're going so I don't nice... know. That's
1: what, that's what we're doing. We're going through this. Experience. Are we keeping that or? Yeah, we're keeping that. We're keeping it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Maybe if the Bulls had been invited to Orlando, went in an eight-zero run. Yeah, fucking right. Probably they, probably still still they still have
1: John. They have Boylan as their coach. Still, they've gotten rid of everyone else but him. Yeah. Uh, the Blazers miss or make the playoffs. You have the Blazers miss. I have the Blazers make, so we'll keep that.
0: So I'm going to win either that or the Pelicans one, at least.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, Excellent. You have the Rockets don't make the conference finals, and I have Ooh. the Rockets do make the conference Ooh. finals. Mm, I don't know how That's I like that. That's a spicy one.
0: <laughs> I know. I feel like without home court advantage, I feel like the Rockets will be better somehow. I don't know why, but I just feel like that. But I think we Houston have to keep that because they're not great.
1: They're keeping the same playoff format and our yeah. team, the team's in. so. Yeah, we'll keep that. Um and then we have an if bet, as in if the Pelicans were to make the last seed and they played the Lakers. Yeah. You have they win the Lakers game. sweep the Pelicans. I okay. have the Pelicans winning at least one game. <laughs> okay. That's right.
0: Wait, so So I have
1: a lot riding on the Pelicans. <laughs> so the Pelicans don't make the playoffs at all. Do I win that bet?
2: No.
0: No, because there's an if statement. Yeah, destroyed. it was the it's if, yeah. Destroyed. Watch. See I won one of those bets Remember when DeMarcus Joined the Pelicans No what was it yeah. and they missed the playoffs
1: oh, yeah. they, they, I, yeah. I, I said they were going to win two games of so the playoffs yeah. and they didn't but make we ne-
0: it <laughs> Yeah they never made it so I just won
1: <laughs> Yeah so it sounds like we're keeping all the bets
0: Yeah good
1: yeah. And I that's really that. the,
0: the most important thing to come out of this True um, Alright really anything else to bet. discuss at the For the NBA coming back
2: to awards I'm ready
0: I think the best thing that came out of that is that Nikola Jokic is going to win can we put a bet on the nuggets I know we won't actually bet it but
1: <laughs> I mean I could drive to the border we could do it
0: good dude I when I picture this what are i the odds? just driving to the border throwing down a bag of money and someone in a hood just <laughs> throwing you two tickets to
1: send to Vegas when you win well how do, that's exactly how it happens <laughs> I'm going to look up the odds. If the,
0: if the Nuggets are anything less than – or more than 15 to 1, I, I pounds.
1: Okay. Let's see. NBA championship winners. The Nuggets are plus 2,200.
0: My hands are tied. I'm a man of principle.
1: I have to bet. <laughs> You're not a man of principle.
0: <laughs> You're right. Sorry. Although I already have a bet in place for the Lakers to win the finals. So I don't know how that's going to work out for me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I have the Lakers to win what? and the Bucks to make it. So What's
2: going to happen if it's Nuggets, Rockets? Who's Kyle going to cheer for at some point? Oh,
0: my God. That would be tough. Kyle's just going to lather himself up and just enjoy the whole series.
1: I would sit in a bath full of honey <laughs> and watch and stream the game, stream myself watching the game, and uh, just be overly joyous for every single thing that happened. Because <laughs> at that point, it's a win-win.
0: Right. All right, let's do the awards. You know, I realize we did – I feel like we did the mid-season awards and it was only like three months ago, and I don't think I changed anything. We did the
1: mid-season awards when the NBA took a hiatus, and now it's not even back and we're doing our end-of-season awards. So, really, what's changed? Yeah, so we
0: we can breeze through these. I I didn't change any of mine, but I maybe down last time, so
1: I couldn't tell you exactly who I said.
0: (laughs) Okay, good. All right, well, MVP, who wants to go first?
1: I think you guys are both going to have the same – Yep. You're both going to say Giannis. Yep. Yeah, I would That's say That's what Giannis. you said last time. I don't remember what I said last time. I think I said LeBron still, but I'm not sure. But I'm going to go with LeBron now. That's fair.
0: Those are the two So
1: I don't no, think I he wins because <laughs> LeBron always gets jipped of the MVP anyways. <laughs> okay. But I think I he's always. deserving.
0: Okay, here's the thing. There's no, there's no real statistical case for LeBron. I mean LeBron's at Done. If you go for the for the per thirty-six minutes, LeBron's at twenty seven, eight, and eleven, and Giannis is at thirty-five, sixteen, and seven. In the east. And sure, in the east. <laughs> okay. And uh, uh LeBron has played more minutes, um, but even in less minutes, Giannis has more win shares and a way higher PR. He's at thirty two P A R, which I feel like is pretty close to a record. And yep. um I don't know. I feel like neither of them, like LeBron may not have a great supporting cast, but he does have Anthony Davis, who's by far better than anyone that Giannis has. Um, And some people will say like Giannis is benefited by the system and the supporting talent and Mike Budenholzer, but I feel like it's more like the team is built around him, you know?
1: That's fair. Like I said, it's going to be Giannis that wins. I just think I don't think that LeBron should be overlooked and I do, he's going to get votes. He's not going to win. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, I just, I'm the, uh, I want to say the black sheep, but I don't know if that's the right term. I don't yeah, roll with the right. crowd. you the contrarian. You're, uh, yeah. Contrarian. Yeah. That
0: was advocate.
1: Sure.
2: I mean, I was always someone who said like LeBron should have more MVPs than he does. And I think there are certain years in the past, like when Derrick Rose won, um, maybe when KD won, mm-hmm. when like LeBron was clearly better than those players. But this year – and that's not really what MVP is. It's not saying who's the greatest player. It's like most outstanding season based right. on the precedent of the award.
1: Right, and that's why so. I think – So one thing I would love to see come out of all of this coronavirus stuff is just get rid of conferences. I feel like an MVP discussion would be much more worthwhile in a season where, you know, all teams played each other essentially equally and everybody Mm -hmm. had essentially equal schedules. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like overwhelmingly – a player in the East is damn near the top of the votes for um, for the MVP every year. That's because half of the East is this complete ass. You have maybe three teams in the West that are ass every year. But it's just like a – I feel like the strength of the schedule in the West is considerably harder than a team in the East. Mm-hmm. So it's right. unfair. And I mean, I think
2: that's a whole nother discussion. Yeah. But I I mean I sympathize with that point. I also am hesitant to endorse that format because of the rivalries that we have that where like I mean we joke about it, but if it was all, if there were no conferences, would Houston and Utah play in the playoffs
1: every year?
0: We don't fuck about Perhaps that. Not. But I think would, I think the, we the know the answer. to That is
1: yes, because as <laughs> Sam <laughs> already me. said, if they did it this year, it was right. going to happen. So,
0: well, I think we would miss like Rockets Warriors from a couple years ago and Celtics and even, Cavs from a few years. Right. Past. Even
2: historically, um, like the Bulls yeah. Pistons, a whole yeah, thing. But and, you know.
1: then wouldn't we get rivalries like? Interconference rival or interconference? That's not the right term. Yeah, we would have Probably like not. then we'd have like the Bucks and the Lakers would be rivals and play more than twice a year.
0: Well, maybe, but they wouldn't have, be as likely to to uh, meet in the playoffs. Like, and not if you like have two year really good team teams in the same conference; they're almost guaranteed to meet in the playoffs every, most years. You know what I'm saying? That's where rivalries really get started.
2: <laughs> but in any case, I'm taking Giannis. Um, I feel like this is a year where he's just he just had a more outstanding year than anybody else, and he won MVP last year, and he if anything is better this year, so mm-hmm. I think it makes sense that he would get it.
0: And people sometimes bring off the, the on-off numbers to to make a case for LeBron mm-hmm. because is Bucks are plus sixteen when he's on the floor and like plus four when he's when he's off, and then. LeBron's team is plus 10 with him on and minus like one and a half of them off. But the thing is, like, they're basically the same difference, right? They're like 12-point difference on and off for both of them. And basically what it's showing you is that, you know, without LeBron, the Lakers are mediocre to pretty bad. And then with LeBron, they're very good to great, right? But then without Giannis, the Bucks are very good. And then with him on, they're very great. You know, it's like, are you going to penalize Giannis for his team having a higher floor than LeBron's, right? When the on-off difference is the same to me, that's not a valid argument, you know?
1: I guess, but at the same time, I'm pretty sure a vast majority of those minutes with LeBron off were with AD on the court. So what's that say about Anthony Davis is what I get out of that. (laughs)
0: Yeah, like I said, I think that –
1: Because the most – I mean, the Lakers were essentially staggering LeBron and Davis when they weren't playing together.
0: Mm -hmm. I think that that really tells more about – well, two things, right? That Anthony Davis – it's hard to run an offense than Anthony Davis – Mm-hmm. Uh, if he's your fulcrum and the other thing is that the Lakers bench is much more poor than the Bucks. So when yeah, Davis is surrounded <laughs> by four bench players, it's much worse than like when Chris Milton is surrounded by four bench players, you know, even yeah. though Milton's not as good as Davis. Um, but the thing for me with Davis is like Davis props up that defense and he's the main rim protector for that defense. Um, and meanwhile, you look on the other side, the bucks are number one in defense by a mile and Giannis doesn't have an Anthony Davis waiting for him at the rim, right? You know, he and he, he's out there guarding – he can guard any position. He's their best rim protector and wing defender. And he's a top defensive player of the year candidate. And LeBron is obviously not always dialed in in that end anymore. And he has Anthony Davis to back up all his mistakes. So, I don't know. To me, all those factors just lead clearly to Giannis.
2: Yeah, I mean – even if you say, okay, they're equally offensively, Giannis is an A-plus defensive player, and LeBron at this point is like a B. Right.
1: So,
0: I mean, look, at I'd love to vote for LeBron, but...
2: But you don't have a vote, so...
0: And I wouldn't vote for
2: him. <laughs> <laughs> So you really wouldn't love to that much.
0: Exactly. Uh, all right, defensive player here, who wants to go first?
2: Um, I mean... I think you kind of just made the case just now I'm taking Giannis as defensive player of the year. I think the statistics bear that out and his versatility um, and the, the way that he anchors their defense um, as much as anybody, you know, maybe Rudy Gobert is up there as well in the league, but I think it would be also exciting to um, have him become the third player in history to win Defensive Player of the Year and MVP in the same season, joining Michael Jordan and Akeem Olajuwon, Although mm-hmm. they didn't start giving out Defensive Player of the Year until like 1982. So I'm sure Bill Russell would have won both many yeah. times. But um but yeah, I think I think that would be exciting and more importantly, it's deserving for Giannis this year.
1: What do you think, Kyle? I'm gonna go with Anthony Davis. He can
0: never agree with us.
1: <laughs> never. I just don't, don't want to see the same person win either. every award, so
0: <laughs> Right. I don't I mean Anthony's a good pick too.
1: I mean, statistically defensive wise, defensive statistics wise, Giannis and Anthony Davis have very similar numbers so i just except for the fact that anthony davis averages like a block and a half more than giannis but i i don't know it's tough because at the same time i think the bucks um the other players on the Bucks are much better defensively than the supporting cast of the Lakers at the same time. So I don't really know how that plays into things. <laughs> you know? is Are they, though? I mean, they have Avery,
0: Bradley, Danny Green, LeBron, Dwight Howard. You can't really get better defensively than that, right?
1: I think you can. You can, for sure.
0: <laughs> of course you can. You could have five Kawhis, but <laughs> – I mean, I mean, you, know, I you think compare we that think to of- Eric Bledsoe, Chris Middleton, uh, Burke Lopez, and whoever the else fuck starts for them. Wesley Matthews, I think it's pretty comparable.
1: Fuck Giannis, I'm taking Anthony Davis. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a wrong answer. I mean,
0: I just I lean toward Giannis because he's he can defend the wing too, just as good as anyone. Um, you know, I like when my player can defend five positions, and I tend to lean more towards those than. Yeah, rim protectors like Rudy Gobert. Who, I know we didn't pick Rudy Gobert, but I just can't stomach picking Rudy for Defensive Player of the Year when he gets played out of every playoff series because he can't right. stand the court. You know,
1: he literally can't Especially stand. Especially against Houston when they go <laughs> you no know, player over six foot.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he starts walking towards the crowd. They're like, "Whoa, Rudy!" Just drifting come over. He
2: can't stay on there. <laughs> the Teammates are calling for him, and he's just. <laughs> All right. Uh, who's your rookie of the year, Kyle?
1: Ja Morant. Got to be. This one has should to be, be unanimous. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty the thing sure is, it won't be, but...
0: We all know Zion's better. It's just that he only played 19 games. And right. Ja played
2: the whole season, so... And it's not like... It's not like a Malcolm Brogdon situation. Where no. he's kind of ass. mediocre, mean, right. And <laughs> wins it anyways. Like, Ja has... Don't you dare producer. disgrace Brogdon. He's a good well, fucking player. I like Brogdon, but his his job's rookie way better. Year. He was, you know,
1: just – he was But solid. at the same time, he had to play next to Giannis. I feel like if we saw Brogdon on uh, on Memphis his rookie year, I think we're looking at something completely different, and he puts up much okay. better numbers. Like, think about it. If you're a rookie coming into the league and you have Giannis on your team – you're not going to hog the ball. <laughs> You're going to feed the ball to Giannis and just let him go to work. I'm you know, saying I, didn't to I just want to do to know that. this is to Argument I better.
0: anticipated having.
1: I know.
2: I didn't mean to start an argument about Bragdon. I like Bragdon. But I'm just saying, like, it's not he's a situation fired. where, oh, we all know it should be Zion, but it can't, so let's just give it to some ordinary rookie. Right. It's like John Morant's having a fantastic
1: rookie season, so he's yeah. definitely deserving. The best part about his season, too, is like – he's just been getting better and better like every month, all his statistics Mm -hmm. and all his scoring and his assists. And it's just, it's crazy to see, like we watched him last year in March Madness and he was electric and he came to the league and he had everyone had high hopes and he wasn't bad, but he wasn't great by any means. But as the season went on month over month, I feel like people started being more like he has the potential to actually be great. That's cool to see.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, if if you ask any of us before the season if the Grizzlies would have the eighth seed in the in the playoffs right now, not a single one of us would say, have said that. No. So, I mean, that he, that's he's got to get a lot of
1: credit for that, you know. I have to go back and listen, but I don't think that I said. I want to say I, I might have said they would be the eighth seed. Mm, no. Maybe the ninth seed.
0: Well, I, we would have never gone over the ninth seed. <laughs> I'm not I remember because listen I listened either, back so. and sent you your playoff predictions because you were saying that you said something that you didn't. But I can't remember. I never
1: remember what I say and I don't write it down, so
0: obviously. Uh all right. Sixth man of the year, Seth, why don't you start us off? Easy. Is it? Yeah.
2: So for this one. I don't have strong feelings on this one. Um I yeah, think me either. It's interesting being in a year where two of the top contenders are on the same team, Mm -hmm. which it kind of wonders, like technically one of them is the sixth man and one of them is the seventh man. So how could they both win? Or, I mean, they're not going to both win, but how could they both be in contention?
0: (laughs) They can't both win.
2: (laughs) But uh, I, um, for the sake of historical significance, I want to go with Lou Will because he would break the record. And it would be his fourth time winning Sixth Man of the Year, which no one has ever done. So, that's what I'm going for.
0: Yeah, I would say the top two
2: contenders for those who don't know who we're talking about.
0: Although Kyle's probably gonna pick a third that I don't even mention. uh, Are Lou Williams and Montrezl Harrell both on the Clippers? Numbers are basically the same. I mean, Lou's at 19 six and three, Harrell's at 19 four and four, and they both play crunch time often in like 30 minutes a game. So. Um, but I just kind of lean towards Lou because I feel like he gives them more of the like off the dribble creator, um, getting hard baskets that they really need, you know. And Montrez is more like the pick and roll finisher, energy guy, which I just don't know if it's as valuable, you know. I mean, they're both extremely valuable, of course, but just to have that elite scorer, I think, is more valuable. Kyle, tell me it's one of the, not those two. You're going to go with German chocolate cake, obviously. you
1: damn right it's the der- German chocolate cake. Is How that his actual not- nickname, or do you just call him that? I can't remember. Uh, I just call him that. <laughs> <laughs> I started the nickname. The only nickname listed on basketball references the Menace because his Ooh. name is Dennis.
0: No one uh, calls however, him that, though.
1: The fact that no one else besides our, our group calls him German chocolate cake is outrageous. He's outrageous. German. He has black hair, and then he dyes the part the same color as the stuff that you put on top of German chocolate cake. Right. He's literally like – it's like he's wearing German chocolate cake on his head. He's a walking German chocolate cake. (laughs) So I think he deserves it just for that. That's fair. But on top of that, he's also having basically like the best season of his career. And I don't think a lot of us – I can't remember again. But I don't think that we had very high hopes for Oklahoma – to start the season. No, definitely not. And obviously it's not just Dennis Schroeder. Uh, Shea Gildas-Alexander has played a huge role in that. Chris Paul has looked much better than I expected he would. But they wouldn't be the team that they are if they didn't have Schroeder coming off the bench and being that main scorer for them when they need him. Like, he's averaging 19-4-4, just like Lou and Montrez and this is on a team that we didn't expect to really be in the top half of the West or even necessarily make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And I think to overlook him would be a mistake, especially because he's walking German chocolate cake. And you don't usually see cakes walking.
0: Nope. Uh, That's fair. Uh, Let's move on to most improved player, which, I think there's a lot of candidates for this. I'm going to list some of them, and you guys might have others that I don't even have on the ballot, but here's what I wrote down. Uh, Bam Adebayo, Luka Doncic, uh, Brandon Ingram, Devontae Graham, uh, Jason Tatum, Pascal Siakam, anyone else you guys want to throw in the ring. So who wants to start? Someone give me your most improved player. Your MIP, you might say.
1: This is so tough, like you said. There's so many <clears throat> so many different options because I think we saw, like, huge advances from more than a handful of players. I don't think that it's usually this robust of, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I agree. of a field to choose from. But, again, I'm going to stick with Oklahoma, and I think I have to say Shea, Gilgis-Alexander, mm-hmm as the most improved player, because he looks like just a completely different player. He's shown us he has the ability, you know, he hasn't shown it a lot, but he could take over a game, and he's just an absolute menace on the defensive side. And I thought Dennis was the menace. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that he's also able to, you know, lead that team offensively too if they need it, yeah, uh, it's just something that I didn't expect him to do in his second season.
0: I mean, the man's a shooting guard and had a Barbara Walters.
1: How insane. True. That is that is wild. Um,
2: I think it will probably be – my prediction, would, I think, would be Bam. Um, but that's not who I would pick. And I think it will be someone like Bam or like Shea, who kind of last season had a very low value or, like, wasn't at all a star player yet. Like, Shea had value, obviously, as a rookie with potential, but he wasn't on the radar. Um, but I would pick Luka Doncic. I think even though he was good last year, that's even more rare of a jump and even more valuable of a jump from, like, a solid, good starter to top five MVP candidate. Um that's more impactful to me or more impressive to me than going from a nobody to, you know, like fringe all-star caliber, like bam. So I don't think they're going to pick someone like that. Cause most of the time they don't pick someone who is like already a really good player, but yeah, that's the biggest jump in my mind.
0: Yeah. I think, among the the number of players, it's also interesting the diversity of the types of candidates that we have here. Like you're saying, I mean, you have candidates that made a second year leap, like Shea. You have candidates that um, are late bloomers, like Ingram, and just need a change of scenery. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have candidates like Luca who went from star to superstar, and then you have candidates like like Bam who went from you know barely playing to a,
1: a to a starting you know, role and just yeah.
0: You have players like and Pascal who were who went from being you know a complicated player to being year.
1: the
0: right. Yeah. And the he can win that it again. Man. I mean I
1: know. How wild yeah. would that be? That would be wild. That's I definitely think, that's though, never happened before, right? No player has ever won most improved player
0: it probably won't twice
1: in their probably. year, let alone back to back. I'll look it up, but I'd
0: How much it. can one improve? <laughs> I feel like we should have gotten most improved podcast this year. <laughs>
2: We've improved at all.
1: Well, I mean, it was we're a using bar. Zoom now. That's so. true. I have stamina. Wikipedia me
2: in says the no one's ever won it twice.
0: Wikipedia knows it all. I would, for me, I would. I'm going to go with the candidate that I don't think is going to win, but I, I would like to at least, I would throw my hat in the ring for him. I'm going to go with Jason Tatum because I don't know. I feel like his leap is one of the most most hard ones because okay, you look at last season. He's 16, six and two. He's only um, shooting two free throws, two and a half free throws and four threes a game. Right. And this season you see him, he's at 24, seven and three. Okay. Five free throws and seven threes taken a game. So this guy has taken his offensive game to another level, you know, using threes and, and getting the line, which we know are the most efficient ways to score in the NBA and like I agree with you that Doncic's leap is impressive and that would be my second choice, you know, but I just feel like last year I already knew he was going to be a superstar. Like last year I, I didn't expect him to make this big of a leap. Sure. But I was like, this guy is going to be a multiple time, all NBA guy. He's going to be a future MVP candidate. Jason Tatum last year, we were like, is this guy ever going to be what we think he might be? Like, is this guy even a guy, you know, um, like, is he, is he even going to be a multiple time all-star? And then now this year we're like, oh, okay, he's going to be a multiple All-NBA player, might even be on All-NBA this year, future MVP candidate. So to me it's like it was so unexpected, I guess, and like to go from such a tumultuous year to being – we just know he's like one of the best players now. Like it, Everyone's agreed like he's made the leap. And so for me that was, that was more impressive.
1: <laughs> I mean – Yeah, I'm really interested I'm to actually see what happens because – I mean neither none of us even talked about Bam but I think there's probably a higher possibility that he wins it than Luca yeah. wins it. Yeah. I think so.
0: It's probably going to be Bam. Which I none think of it's us probably it for.
1: Bam for some reason is is everybody's favorite uh, favorite, you know, new player this year. He's not a new player to the league, but he's new to being in a full-time role and I yeah. don't think people really realized how good he was. Um, and really the value that he adds. Like there's articles that have been written on his, about him on ESPN of being the uh, what's the word? The um, intangibles? Not the intangibles, the no, uh, in glue guy. Nah, not the glue guy. Not the glue guy. <laughs> I can't think of the word. You say um, that. It's about bam. <laughs> like the God, why can't I fucking think of this word? Swiss Army night? He is like the <laughs> The model. The model center. Model
0: was the word you're looking for?
1: <laughs> I don't think it's the right word, but it's the, the only one that came to mind that made The prototype. Sense. Oh. That's not nah. right either. <laughs> no. He's the if ideal of modern
0: three... NBA center, right?
1: That's it right there. It's more there than one go. word, but that's it. You're welcome. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Started at Swiss Army Knife, and we got there.
2: Uh,
0: yeah, he's chill. Uh, let's really just phone in Coach of the Year, huh? We don't want to spend too much time on it. I'm going to go Nick not. Nurse because he lost Kawhi and has a better winning percentage this year, so that's pretty good, I guess.
2: I like Nick Nurse as well. Um, I think, like Kyle talked about, with the Thunder, some consideration has to go to Billy Donovan. You for... shut
0: your mouth. With a Widow's Peak that big, you're going to give that <laughs> rank coach of the year? <laughs>
2: hey, I got to stick with my Widow's Peak brethren. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not saying I would pick him necessarily, but – I feel like Coach of the Year usually just goes to, like, whichever team is – like, performs above expectations. Yeah. So, I'd say it's Toronto and Oklahoma City. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Kyle?
1: Yeah, I'd probably go with Nick Nurse just because I can't have three winners from the Thunder, so. Fair.
0: (laughs) Chris Paul wins Coach of the Year for you.
1: (laughs) Soon. Soon he will.
0: Uh, all right, well, we did it. That was exhausting.
2: Thank God, I'm not made I for this. feel like a
0: fire hydrant. All right, well, Thank I you. guess everyone give their final
1: thoughts, including Kyle. What you know, you must say. On the third day, my mustache and him rose again. What could that mean? Peace.